0: Now, isn't that a blessing? That's good. That's good, good singing right there. I enjoyed that so very much. I'm going to preach this morning on the subject from this day forward, from this day forward. I appreciate everyone being in church today. It's a joy to have visitors. It's a joy to have the many hundreds and even thousands of folks that watch our services online we welcome you and we're glad that you're able to watch it this morning i'm glad brother mcdaniels is able to be here he and his wife this morning and i'm uh, praying for them of course and i'm blessed to see them in church today i want us to pray i want to ask you to pray while i pray out loud and i want to ask god to give us what we need this morning would you please join me in that prayer this morning heavenly father i pray that you would use me as a voice uh, just as a simple voice uh, this morning of your word and of your will. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to think and help us to even ponder uh, the truth. And, Lord, help us as we think, as we ponder, that we would go through the process of the word of God and the truth that is preached at this morning. May it not be something that we just hear. If we come to church just to hear We have deceived, we have fooled ourselves. But if we come to church to hear so that we may do, we have accomplished it. then your will for being in church today. Fill me with your power, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. From time to time, we stop to take a look at our lives and we make some decisions as to how life should be from this point forward one of the things i like about bible preaching one of the things i like about churches causes us to ponder where our life is in relation to the word of god and to the will of god i remind you that the bible says of christ that we are to follow his steps seldom do we think about following his steps as we so desire to do our will for our life. And rather than coming to church to seek to follow in his steps, we ask him to help us be successful in following the steps of our own will. And this morning, I want us to look at a man who took a time in his life. Perhaps it was a week and maybe even a month, and there's some organization, if you remember what we read, and gathering all the people of Israel together, all the people of Judah, and saying to them, I've made some decisions of how I'm going to live from this day forward. We have several days like that in our lives. For example, the day of our wedding, those that are married, we say from this day forward, and we make decisions and. We live our lives based on decisions made at the time of marriage. The same should be true in the day of salvation or perhaps the day of baptism as we talk about the new life we have in Christ. But David comes to a new chapter in his life. And he makes some decisions based on the experiences of the past and he declares, this is what I want to do from this day forward. Uh, all of us have learned some lessons in life some of them hard lessons uh, both of failure and success we've overcome some trials that have made us stronger Uh, we've learned some things that have helped us to be smarter we've experienced some things in life that help us to be wiser Uh, we have learned about god to the place that our faith in him is stronger I want to give you four words from actually two chapters. I'll not read these chapters as they will take some time to read. And I think if you read them, they would be a blessing to you, especially with the simple outline I'm going to give you this morning as David came to a new chapter in life and basically declared, from this day forward. I want to give you four words. First of all, David came to this day and it had been a time of remembering. Perhaps you would write down that word in the margin of your Bible beside 1 Chronicles chapter 28, remembering. It was a day to remember. And as he began in these verses, verse number 1, he gathers all the people in the Bible, lists who all these people are that he has gathered around him. And then in verses 2 through 8, he remembers uh, his life. He, he recounts, he remembers uh, what God has done in his life. And it's very interesting that he begins by sharing the fact that not every dream and every desire of his life had been fulfilled. If we listed the great men of the Old Testament, uh, David would certainly be one of those that we would list fairly quickly as he was, of course, uh, that great uh, king of Israel after Saul and uh, he was a man after God's own heart. But when he remembers his life, he begins by remembering things that he did not accomplish, that he did not do, that he dreamed about doing. Specifically, he talks about building a temple for the Lord. He desired to build a place of magnificence for the presence of the Ark of the Covenant. He wanted to build the building where the glory of the Lord throughout the days of Israel would rest. But if you read 1 Samuel chapter 7, you would find that when David approached God with that dream and that desire to build the temple, God simply said to him, No, David, I don't want you to do that. Now, evidently, that was a bit of a disappointment in David's life because he talks about it not just from his early days in being king. He talks about it all the way to this last chapter of his life. He's still thinking about the fact, I wanted to build the temple, but I was not able to do so. And as you and I look back in life, and perhaps we come to a time of a rededication of our Christian life, a a rededication perhaps of our, our life or our marriage, our service, our commitment to God, when we look back on our life, there are some things that we did not accomplish or have not accomplished that we wish we would have or could have accomplished up to that time I think all of us are in that category and I think it's very important to understand that though David and I don't want you to miss this this is the actual point of remembering that though he was disappointed that he could not build that temple he did not quit on God he was not angry at God but he used that to learn a lesson in his life that would help him from this day forward All of us have things that are failures or things that were disappointments. Maybe they were out of our control. They were out of our hands. And in this case, it was not a failure on the part of David. It was just not the will of God that he would accomplish in building uh, this temple. But the thing I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture that did not let David defeat him. Now hear me well. Don't let your failures of the past defeat you today. From this day forward. David is talking about a plan for the future. David's talking about giving his all. uh, Giving his purest self. Giving his his most committed heart and mind for the service of God. He said the first thing I want to do, I want to remember the past and all the things I've learned and all the things I've experienced and all of the things that I've gone through in life. Uh, David said I want to uh, go from this point forward giving my best to God and he was not defeated by looking back at the things that he had not accomplished since David could not build the temple I love this make note of this he decided if I can't build the temple I'll help gather the materials for Solomon to build the temple that's a good thing isn't it I don't want my defeats of the past to be the discouragements for the coming future For the coming generation, I do not want to discourage the coming generation with my defeats and make some kind of a foolish statement to say, if I couldn't do it, you couldn't do it. Dear friend, what I could not do, another generation may be able to do. And David said, I may not can build the temple, but I can gather the materials so they can in the next generation accomplish what I was not permitted to accomplish. One way to fulfill unfulfilled dreams is to help someone else fulfill those dreams. This is what this day of decision meant to David. He would not become bitter at failures. He would not become angry at disappointments. He would see what he could do to help the next generation. To help his own son. To help his own children his own sons to help his generation he did not come before them and say God wouldn't do this and God wouldn't do that and I'm just a failure he said I wanted to build the temple God wouldn't let me do that but I tell you what I am going to do I'm going to gather the material so the next generation could do it his remembering of the past was a positive and was not a negative We remember our past today. We remember some failures. We we remember some disappointments. But listen, don't ever let the remembering of your past bring you to a place of discouragement. But bring you to a decision where you'll say from this day forward, I want God to have my best. Also in David's remembering, I I want to point out he rejoices in the goodness of the Lord. Now don't miss this. While we may have some disappointments in the past, God's been mighty good to us in the past. God has been mighty faithful to us in the past. While David, and isn't it a shame that sometimes we get so spoiled in our blessings that if there's one thing we can't do, then we want to be negative about all the things that we've been able to do and we've been able to enjoy. He said, I want to praise God for his goodness to me. And we read in these verses that God chose him to be the king. He said, I was the least. Do you remember the story? When Samuel came to anoint a new king, he asked Jesse to bring his sons in so he could see them and see which one would be the next king. And Jesse brought all of his sons in except one. He was just a young fellow, and he was out taking care of the sheep. He didn't even bother to call for David to come in to meet the prophet Jesse. And you know the story. When Eliab stood before Jesse because he was a big man, Jesse said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before me. But God said, No, that's not the one. And he had to ask Jesse, Do you have another son? Do you have any others? He said, Well, I have one other boy, just a young boy. He's out taking care of the sheep. He said, Go get him and bring him in. David remembered the goodness of God in his life. I want to say this morning, don't ever forget how good God's been to you. Don't ever forget the day that you were lost and God saved you from the miry clay and he set your feet on the solid rock of salvation and he put a purpose and he put a song in your mouth. The joys to sing. Don't let your failures of the past cause you to forget the blessings of the past. Instead of focusing on what God had not done in his life, David reflected back on what God had done in his life. God had blessed him greatly. He had promised to establish the kingdom forever. And do you know the Bible says when Jesus returns, he will sit down on the throne of doesn't say Saul. It doesn't say Solomon. doesn't say Rehoboam. It doesn't say Jeroboam. He said he'll sit down on the throne of David. He said that throne was established forever. And don't miss it. Even though there are times that we're very blessed and successful in life, there'll all be some disappointments, always be some disappointments in things that we did not accomplish. I think this is so important. I think this is helpful to us in our Christian life as we evaluate our life. Sometimes we do have broken dreams. Sometimes we do have unfulfilled plans. And we can become bitter at God because God said no. Or we could look back with joy and say, it could be worse. I could still be a sinner on my way to a devil's hell. But thank God in His grace and mercy He has given me salvation. It was a day of remembering. He made a decision from this day forward. He had begun a new chapter in life. I wonder if this morning there's some moms or dads. I wonder if there are even some teenagers or college students. I wonder if there's some seniors in church this morning that you need to look at your life and make a recommitment to Christ with your life and make some decisions in your life and say, of all the things I remember in the past and I put them together, I'm going to learn from those and I'm going to give God my best from this day forward. Not only was it a day of remembering, I want you to make note that it was a day of responsibility. It was a day of responsibility. I love this. And and, and what a blessing that this is. From chapter 28 and verse number 9 all the way into chapter 29, David has the mentality that while most of my years are past... And I've started a new chapter in life. And this was David's final chapter. It may or may not be our final chapter in life. But David didn't say, I'm just going to ride off into the sunset. I'm going to live the rest of my days watching the sun rise and watching the sunset." He said, even in this next chapter of life, though it's my final chapter, it will also be a day of responsibility. I'm concerned about the influence of retirement in our country. You say, preacher, you're preaching against retirement. I'm preaching against the fact that we lose the sight of our responsibilities to another generation. I mean, to retire from business, to retire from work is one thing, but when you come to the place that you lose your influence and you lose your example for a young generation, they need folks that stay on the old paths that have been on for a long time. We need grandparents to continue in the will of God. He recognized not only his, not only did he remember, he recognized his responsibility. He wants the best for the next generation and the next king. The next king and generation of leaders do not have the experience and knowledge and wisdom that he has. So he determines to give to them the wisdom and the experience that he has. Take your Bibles, if you will, and go to chapter 28 again and look at verse number 9. Verse number 9. I want you to notice what he gave to his son Solomon that every person here... Can give to their children can give to the next generation first chronicles twenty eight nine and thou Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts, if thou seek him he will be found of thee, but if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Mark verse number 9 in your Bible. Put it in your memory and make the decision, this is what I want to teach my children. I don't want them to know God, to use God. I want them to know God that they would commit their life to the God of heaven. Are you with me this morning? You understand what he's saying to his son? He's saying, son, you don't just need God in your life for God's blessings. You need God in your life so you can yield and commit and surrender all of your life to him. His relationship to God. He challenged Solomon in three areas. To know God, to serve God, and to seek God. David knows that if Solomon is to be the kind of king that he needs to be, he's going to have to develop an intimate relationship with God. Parents, don't rear your children just to know the blessings of God. Rear your children to know the God of the blessings. Don't rear your children just to know the blessings of God. Rear them to know the God of the blessing. He didn't just remember, he recognized his responsibility he has cautioned solomon is to keep his heart uh, to keep his heart and his thought life pure David wants Solomon to be a saved man, to be a serving man, to be a seeking man, a man who seeks God and a sold out man. Moms and dads, make note of it this morning. You want your children, you want your grandchildren, first of all, to be born again. Understand that we need to be saved. We need to be born again. We need to know Christ as our Savior. Tell your children why God gave His Son. To come to earth, to die on the cross. It is because all of us are sinners. All of us are fallen in sin. All of us have a sin debt. But God gave His Son to pay our sin debt, that we would not have to go to hell and pay our own sin debt. But Christ paid for it on the cross of Calvary. Somebody say amen. Well, I preach this morning, and He gave us eternal life. We want our children to be saved to be born again. We talk to our children about a lot of things. It's important that we talk to them about their grades. It's important that we talk to them about their friends. It's important that we talk to them about the influences of their life. Oh, but don't miss talking about their eternity. Uh, We are not promised to live forever. Uh, Every day is an important day and a valuable day. And as I was reminded yesterday, following those two men from the funeral home, as they carried in that little casket about this long, and that baby was placed there to realize life is brief. Talk to your children about being born again. Receiving the gift of eternal life. We're responsible to teach our children that. But not only to be saved. Not only to be a saved person. But serve God with your life. Of all the things that we do in life. The satisfaction of serving is not just earning a living. But to serve the creator and the maker. To give him time of your life to serve him. May I this morning elevate the servant and say it's a joy to have a place to serve God. It's a joy to be able to play an instrument that that helps us to praise God. It's a joy to be able to sing. Or some of them can just smile. But anyway, they're up here. That was supposed to have been funny. You can laugh and I can go on with the sermon. And the folks that sing in the choir, those that serve in security, we want to have a place to serve God. When my dad was told many years ago that he had cancer and that he had, from the doctor's guesstimation, about six months to live, I'm glad my dad did not just wait for death to come, but he recognized I have a responsibility in these final months of life. You've heard me speak of it often. I'll never forget what he did as my dad took a piece of paper on a legal pad and he made a list of things that he wanted to do before he died, living those last six months. He didn't think about just himself. He thought about responsibility. You've heard me say it. My dad finished everything on his list that he wanted to do. And it took him not six months, it took him 23 months. The doctor said he would live six months. He lived 23 months and finished everything on his list. You've heard me say it. He said, I should have made my list longer. But he didn't forget his responsibility. It's all right to retire, but don't forget your responsibility. David says, from this day forward, it was a time that recognized his responsibility. The third word I want to give you, and oh, how important this is. It was a time of reliance. A time of reliance. Chapter 29, verses 10 through 19. David challenges the people of Israel to give to the work of the temple. To give for the next generation Don't stop, but keep serving God. They did so willingly, and when they did, God blessed them, and God blessed their efforts, and he told them, he said, the temple must be built, and you must keep relying on God. There's never a time, no matter how blessed we are, no matter how good life is, that we can come to the place that we're not relying on God. If your health is good this morning, you need God. If your bills are paid, you need God. If all is going well in your marriage and your family and all is going well in your business and your career and your place of employment and all is going well in your walk with God and your service for God and you say, wow, it's just a wonderful life, a wonderful day. You need God as much as those that have lost their health and that have lost the things as Job experienced in his life. Oh, how we need to rely on God. This is the lesson that God taught the children of Israel often. He said in Psalm number 78, I want you to tell them about me. God said, I want you to tell them about me so often that they set their hope in God. That word hope is a wonderful word. One of my favorite Bible words. It's different than that of faith. We all believe that there's a God in heaven. We have faith in God. But we often come to a place in our life we don't see any way out. We don't see any way through or over. And we think this trial will be the last trial of life. Oh, but when we set our hope in God, we may make a statement like this. I don't know what God's going to do. I don't know how He's going to do it. But my hope is in Him. I know He's going to do something to carry me through. From this day forward. From this day forward. You remember your wedding day? From this day forward. You remember what the preacher said when you were baptized? Raised to walk in the newness of life. A new life. From this day forward. You remember the days of graduation. Maybe high school or even college. And you look back over your days in high school. You look back over your days in college. And you said... I'm going to take what I've learned and what I've experienced. And from this day forward, I'm going to. And this is what David is doing here for the next and for him, the final chapter in his life. He remembered. He recognized his responsibility. Thirdly, he recognized his reliance on God. And then I want to give you the fourth thing. And I love this. And wish I had 20 more minutes. It was a time also of rejoicing. It was a time of rejoicing. Chapter 29 and verses 20 through 25, David rejoices in the person of God. He rejoices in the power of God. He rejoices in the promises of God. And if you'll notice in uh, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and uh, verse number 20, 29, 20, and David said to all the congregation, now bless the Lord your God. And all the congregation blessed the Lord God of their fathers and bowed down their heads and worshipped the Lord and the king. And they sacrificed sacrifices unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings unto the Lord. And we find it was a day of rejoicing. What happened when the prodigal son said... I've had enough of the far country. I will arise and go to my father. And from this day forward is what kind of day it was. How did it begin? It began with rejoicing. His father said, kill the fatted calf. Get the robe and the shoes and the ring. And put them on him. This my son who was dead is alive. My son who was lost is found. And I promise you. When you make a decision to say, I'm not going to just exist in life. I'm not going to just go through life. I'm going to look back and I'm going to remember. There's some things I failed in doing. Some things God would not let me do. Ah, but he's been good to me to give me salvation. He's been good to me to bless my life in so many ways. And I'm going to recognize my responsibility. I'm going to recognize my reliance on God. And oh, I'm going to rejoice as I begin this next chapter in my life to serve God. Every stage of life can be a time of rejoicing. Whether it is an early chapter in your life. If you give your life to God, it's a life of rejoicing. Whether it is a next chapter. And I'm thankful in this week in the conference we had young men here that had just planted churches. In fact on Monday, on Monday of the conference, Brother Rob and Myra, they made their journey to South Africa where they will, where they're taking a survey trip where they'll serve as missionaries. Tuesday, they got there to Africa on Tuesday. And they went with a group of people soul winning on that first day to spread the gospel. Now think about it. They weren't like us who get to hear the gospel again and again and again. Turn on radio and you can hear the gospel. Turn on television you can find the gospel. They don't have that in Africa. And they find groups and groups of people from schools and everywhere. They've never heard the gospel. Hear this. Eighty young people trusted Christ as Savior on Tuesday in South Africa. That's the next chapter in their life. And perhaps you're here today and you're beginning the final chapter of life. That's what David was doing. He said, I'm going to remember. I'm going to recognize I still have responsibility. I'm alive. I'm going to see my reliance on God. And I'm going to rejoice as I begin this final chapter of life. Oh, listen to me. There's no life like the life of of serving God and giving it your best. Some folks in their final chapter of life were the most successful. Don't quit on God. I love what David does here. He does what all good men throughout the Bible did. Elijah didn't just say, I'm going to heaven, I'll see you later. He taught Elisha to follow him. And when you count the number of miracles Elijah did and the power of God... Those were doubled in the life of Elisha. Don't we want that for our children? Don't we want our children to know more of the blessings and the goodness of God than we? When you think of Paul who invested his life in young men like Titus and Timothy. When you think of John in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John who spoke to the 2nd and the 3rd generation. We want our life not be a day of retirement. Not a retirement on God. But a day that we say, I want the next chapter of my life to be a life of rejoicing in the will of God. Stand with me if you will. Perhaps you're here today and you've never received Christ as your Savior. You need to make the next chapter of your life the very best thus far by receiving Christ as your personal Savior. You see, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God all of us have a sin debt and if you die with that sin debt Revelation chapter 20 tells us those sins are recorded in the books and will die an eternal death all oh, but God gave his son that you could have eternal life the bible says for whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved you're here today and you've been saved and not baptized you need to make that step of decision Of obedience to Christ. Perhaps you've gone through a struggle in life. And it's caused you to become sober minded. About how you want to live the rest of your life. Perhaps this formula that David followed. Would be exactly what you need to say. From this day forward. I want to serve God. With my life. Heavenly Father bless our invitation I pray. I pray that the decisions that should be made. They would be made this morning. And I pray for that one who has not yet received you as Savior. They would receive you today. And I pray for those that have received you that today they would follow you in believer's baptism. And I pray for that one and I have no idea who or how many you've spoken to today. And you've said you need to do this. You need to have a from this day forward moment. I pray that they would make that decision to say from this day forward, I want to accomplish God's will for my life. Bless our invitation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As he sings Amen. invitation.